Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's Tuesday, September 29th, the first presidential debate was tonight. There was an actual televised debate today, presidential debate between Donald Trump Fucking guy from who's been around since I was a kid. Famous con man and asshole, arrogant prick. New York Times article just came out recently. There's been a follow-up too that kind of goes into quite in depth about uh, you know what his true income is and how successful of a businessman he really is. He's actually one of the worst businessmen in all of America because uh, he's actually just a con man. So the debate, though, is between him because uh, he's currently the president. And if uh, you're currently the president in your first term, then the party that picked you the first time, they're just going to pick you a second time no matter what. They don't, they, they don't just pick somebody else, you know. They, they have to stick with the person they already picked. Even if that person is just a famous con man and it was all it's all a big mirage but uh, that debate uh, I honestly couldn't couldn't really watch much of it because you know it's a, it's a debate between an adult you know Joe Biden you know and the statesman been in politics long long time he's, you know he's a real live adult you know he takes things seriously he has uh you know, he, if you don't like his politics or whatever, that's fine. But, you know, he, he, he takes the job seriously. He's, he, he understands the importance of the job that he's aspiring to have. And then the other person there was Donald Trump. You know, just this kind of... Just... No respect for anything, you know? He doesn't even know how to re respect the form of a debate. Moderator is going to ask you a question. You have a certain amount of time to talk. Moderator is going to then ask the other person a question. They have a certain amount of time to talk. And then you have a certain amount of time to respond. That's how it goes. That's the rules. That's how you do it. If you can't handle that, well, how are you going to handle things that are far more stressful? You know? And it seems that Trump is just kind of unable to face certain challenges you know like it was too foreboding for him to be asked a question answer it in a timely manner you know two minutes and then be respectful to the other person for a few minutes while they have their chance that was too much for him to handle he, could, he couldn't do it so I just I, could, I couldn't do it I couldn't listen to the debate because there was no debating it was just Trump interrupting and just chiming out random shit and just why is that guy the president you know so many great people in this country so many wonderful leaders what why is he the guy like why him all the people it's just it's just embarrassing I know but it's just becoming more clear like how this in vivid picture like how bad of a con man he was. That that really was what he was. 
The Apprentice show. That stupid fucking show. Yep. That that show took him to new heights that he had never been before. Uh, but on that show, he played the part of a successful businessman. And I think it went to his head. I mean, he had to have known by the time The Apprentice was starting that he, in reality, was not successful. But maybe he convinced himself because he was so wealthy or because he had so many toys. You know, his name was on big things, so he must be truly successful. Um, how he was able to, yeah, you know, calculate it in his head, how he was able to make sense of it in his head that he was actually the worst businessman in all of America and somehow pretend like he was one of the best. It's like, when I track, ran track in high school my sophomore year, I was not the fastest distance runner on the team. Not even close. And I know that, because I, I ran those races. In fact, I used to get lapped twice when I ran the 3200 sophomore year track. So I know I got last, you know. When you're losing, when you're a business person and you're losing millions and millions of dollars, I mean, you probably have an idea of where you stand in the rankings as far as, you know, how close to the bottom, if not the bottom of the rankings you are. If you're losing millions of dollars a year, you're obviously not one of the most successful business people, business tycoons, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to fix in this country, over 200 years, and we've been fine-tuning it over the centuries, but there's a few sort of weird, clanky things that we never quite fixed, because it was, it didn't, it didn't matter too much, you know, like Electoral College, that's all fine and dandy, if you pick by the Electoral College, if the person who wins the electoral college also wins the popular vote, which nine times out of ten, that's what exactly what happens. Every once in a while, though, there's there's a hiccup in that trend. Sometimes it's pretty minor, relatively, you know. I mean, that's still a lot of people. Like in 2000, the difference ended up being about 500,000 in the popular vote between Al Gore and George W. Half million is still a lot, but it's not, it's certainly not nearly three million, you know. So the Electoral College needs to go, you know. The Electoral College allowed a person who was unqualified to be president to become president, even though he didn't get the most votes. It, that system needs to go, you know. Um... It, it doesn't make any sense. There is no justifying of it. No. Each state has its own state government. Each state can elect its own people to represent its interests at the federal level. So there is already state representation. There's no need for each state to get its own. It's And the other thing with the Electoral College, too, is just how it's designed. You know, it, whatever person wins the state, they get 100% of the electoral votes for that state. But that's not how the state voted, you know, no state, no, no person running in a state should get 100% of the vote unless it's like a small state with like three electoral votes, 
and they get like, you know, over 67% of the vote or whatever. Well then, or even over half. Because, you know, we'll just round up. But, anyway. But that's, that system kind of allowed, you know, Trump to be confirmed, even though he didn't win the, the vote. He had only two electoral parties. We had a lot of tax loopholes in this country, very specific tax code and and uh, specification that is only available to people born into the affluent class. Very special taxes there. And this whole thing like, we need to encourage business growth. Or something. You know, the, the sort of justification as to why some of these tax write-offs list, you know, exist. Um, there should definitely be like a lifetime limit on deductible losses for a business you know like you're running a business and you reach that cap of max losses sorry you, you don't get to deduct that business you might need to restructure how that business is defined you know or, or something if you're like you're just operating at a loss on purpose or what or what like what there's a lot of stuff we got to fix about the tax code because Trump just exposes a lot of that. Uh, we got to fix the Senate. The Senate is a flawed institution. Uh, the organization, you know, controlling the majority of the Senate that has majority control, they are representing a minority of the population, but they have majority control and they have the final say and confirmation of a Supreme Court justice that serves for life um, which is another thing that needs to be changed yeah uh, Supreme Court justice serves on a on, on a on a justice on a Supreme Court with eight others nine total they have the final say there's you know there's a hundred senators two from each state and then I forget how many members of the House of Representatives have are, there are and that's just one branch that's the legislative branch. You know, it's hundreds of people. Executive branch is the president and the vice president. But it's also all the people that kind of are appointed by the president. Basically part of the executive branch as well. So, you know, those are big. They're kind of the heads of it. But, yeah. You know, uh, with the Supreme Court, especially with the, the idea that, it, um, you know, they're going to get confirmed by the Senate and the Senate may, and as it is now, be controlled by a group that has minority representation. You know, they're, they're representing fewer people. You know, it's not, it's hardly the will of the people. Um, there's currently, you know, an election going on, but, you know, a Supreme Court justice passed away recently, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so they're like, oh, we need to appoint one. Well, no, we need to wait till after the election. Make, make sure we get the results first. So there should be some kind of... There, there should be like... Go ahead and be like an actual... You know, some kind of... Specific provision. You know, if it is X number of days until election... You, you may not appoint Supreme Court Justice. Or... You need to change... 
number of years as Supreme Court Justice can serve. I think one idea I had was the average age that a Supreme Court Justice begins their term on the Supreme Court, and then the average life expectancy of a Supreme Court Judge over all the years. You know, the difference of those two numbers, and then multiply that number by like about 80%. So, whatever those two numbers is. I would imagine it's not, you know, I imagine that probably the average age of a Supreme Court Justice when they get nominated is probably in their 60s, and a lot of them serve well into their 80s. Um, you know, we, we got a got to curb curb that a little bit I think uh, we, you know got to kind of know now some people may you know serve through the end of their life you know if they're nominated at 70 years old and they serve a 20-year term definitely don't so no age limits necessary nothing like that but but term limits you know just like a, a little bit longer than a most political people so it'll you know, it'll span several different terms of, you know, presidents and senators and all those, you know. So, but 20 years, and 20 years you can retire out in the military. So 20 years, this seems like that's that's probably what it should be. That's that's a generation, you know. You know, if someone is in, was a Supreme Court justice for 20 years, that, that means they would have been a Supreme Court justice since 2000. That's a good long time. That's that's plenty of time. Once you're no longer a Supreme Court Justice, when your term comes to an end, you can, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, <laughs> you know, go go back to practicing law or whatever. But I mean, yeah, you don't need to serve until the literally until the day you die. Um, that's just that's just a flawed way to do it. That doesn't make much sense. It's, um, it's setting self up for issues. So we got to fix that. We got to fix the uh, screening process. You know, there. Why was there no mechanism that kicked in that just said, "Oh, sorry, Trump is ineligible." You know, because whatever. You know, he has conflicts of interest. He's violation of monuments clause. Um, those those things that became aware, like during the campaign, there should have been some kind of mechanism that was like, oh, "Well, no, he can't." He can't be. I, I get that he really, really wants to be because it's a great business opportunity for him and he can earn a lot of money, you know, and he can get some great deals going for him and his company if he becomes president. And best yet, there's like 60 million people who don't know any better that are going to go along with it. So... Yeah, he's going to go ahead and run for president and try to be president so that he can promote himself easier. He'll become a worldwide renowned name, even more so now. It's going to definitely help him sell his properties and stuff, you know. That, and that's what Trump was thinking, you know. It's like, why is there no mechanism that kicked in? Why, you know, there's some of these investigations that started. It's like... This big elephant in the room, he just kind of fucking stomps right in through the living room, and everyone's like, is there an elephant in the house? And he's just kind of staring at this big fucking elephant that's just fucking stomping around. And people are just confused as to why there's a mess or something. You know, it's just... 
he shouldn't have been there needs to be a way and what the specific verbiage needs to be what the specific law needs to be I don't know but there has to be a way for known con artists like Trump to be found ineligible in some way the easiest would be conflicts of interest the other easiest would be you gotta release your tax returns before you run for president if, if you if you want to keep them private that's okay okay then you can continue being a private citizen yeah if you want to be a private citizen okay be a private citizen you, you don't get to be president though it you know because that's a public office so yeah how, how did you make your money <laughs> what 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 were the what did the reports look like that you handed over to the IRS that every American has to do what did you say you, you know how do you make your money who are you in debt to? Yeah, that's kind of important if you're going to be president of the United States. So that's just, we, we need to make that a mandate now. Would it have made a big difference among the MAGA? Well, no, no of course not. They're, they're not going to, I doubt any of them have read the New York Times article, and I doubt too many of them will, but some of them will. Then there will be some that start leaving him at some point. I still, maybe it's an IFO, but I, I think there will be a point in the fairly near future and it might even be before the actual election but Trump is going to have a campaign rally and it'll be similar to that one wherever it was a while back where it'll but it'll be like even more noticeably just empty you know more just kind of noticeably sparse you know certainly how I remember his rally when I saw him you know just big you know, just gaps in space. It was a 2,000 capacity uh, area, and it was, you know, maybe a third full. He just had, like, one little corner, you know. It's just very weird, you know. It's, he's just such a peculiar person for people to, you know, aspire to be like. You know, it's so confusing. What, why would you want to be like him? You know, I think he, he's got a lot of money, supposedly. You know, he's got a lot of stuff. It's real neat. But he, he just, you just look at him, you know, he's, and his, you, the, the way to watch a, a Trump press conference is just to put it on mute and just, just watch his body language. You, you can tell what he's saying just by the way he's moving around and stuff, and it's just. It's just, uh, I don't know, he, he just went in too deep. You know, he, he made a certain commitment to be a certain type of person a long time ago. Um, and it was what his father wanted him to be. A sort of ruthless, cruel, apathetic, um, you know, vindictive, win-at-all-costs, you know, business person. And that's what he became. You know, win at all costs. And what is winning? Whatever you define it as. If winning it is whatever you define it as, then you're willing to win at all costs. Well, then you always win. <laughs> I guess, you know. It's, uh, you know, so for him, Trump, it, you know, lying, cheating, stealing. All perfectly reasonable if, as long as he wins in the end. Hurting other people? Having a negative effect on other people's lives?
actual human lives being lost. Is any, any of that a real concern to Trump? No. No. Yeah, that's that's just not really on his radar. Not really. You know, he, he understands that the coronavirus is an airborne virus and, you know, that it's lethal. He, he understood that back in February when he was talking about Woodward. So he knows that. And that's certainly why when he does have rallies, you know, the recent days there, he's on stage well distance from his crowd of followers who are all jam-packed together, most of them not wearing a mask. You know, he's telling him it's all no biggie and it's going to go away when the air warms up or whatever. But he knows it's real and that's why he has plenty of feet separation from them. You know, some of them are, are not going to make it. You know, they're not going to be with us in the not distant future. You know, it's very... I hate that we've gotten to this point in our society where it's like you, you become just kind of numb to hearing about people passing away. It's like you see certain things happening in slow motion. You know, Trump rally. There it is. You're, you're, you're like, you're, you turn it on. And it's showcased live, and it's like you're watching a sh a super spreader event, like live. Some of those people, some of the very people that were on those screens, that were in that at that rally, they're going to be getting sick in the next few weeks. You know, or and or they're going to bring it home to other people. There were surges in cases uh, directly related to. Some of the Trump rallies. It's, um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, Trump, Trump's mind is on getting reelected. And, uh, this coronavirus thing that popped up, you know, he, he, he'd just been fucking around the whole time, just kind of, you know, during his presidency, just, you know, playing golf and, tweeting and watching Fox News and just kind of giving grambling incoherent campaign speeches and political rallies. He started campaigning for his second term basically as soon as he, you know, was sworn in. You know, had, he, he is the worst president in our country's history and he's currently serving. While over 200,000 people have already passed away from a coronavirus pandemic, uh, while there is massive wealth inequality, um, while there is massive cultural divisions in this country, and while there's just a feeling that if we don't correct this and correct it soon, um, we're, we're moving towards something much different than democracy. You know, we, we can continue calling ourselves whatever name we want. But, um, yeah, continuing further down the road of Trump, Trumpism, a government of Trump for Trump by Trump, Trumpism, anyone who gets in his way, violent oppression, subjugation, it's not hyperbole, you know, fascism is very, and very apathetic and indifferent to human lives. So 204,000 people having passed away from a pandemic. It's just inconvenient for Trump's political 
uh, aspirations to make any adjustments to the way he campaigns. You know, he's just not really willing to do that. Slight little adjustments here and there, at least for show. So like when he takes the stage, let's make sure all the people on the stage behind him all have their masks on. Now, if they weren't wearing the mask at all before, that's no big deal. As long as when the cameras are rolling, when Trump rolls on out there, they look good for the camera. Trump just wants to put on a good show. That's what he's worried about. That's what's on his mind. One of the days at one of the coronavirus briefings a few weeks ago, that's what he was exactly talking about. The TV ratings of the coronavirus task force thing. You know, That's where his mind's at. It's just a, his mind is just a, a mass of just mush, just money, thinking of money and random grievances and I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's just, there's not, he, and I think I said it before, it's like Donald Trump, if he was anyone's uncle and he wasn't some multi-millionaire or billionaire or whatever, he, he would have been put in a home. A couple of years ago, you know, Grandpa Donnie's kind of fading. You know, Uncle old Uncle Donnie. Remember Uncle Donnie? Yeah, he used to say that he wanted to have his name on buildings all over the world. Yeah, yeah he kind of. He's not as sharp as he used to be. Well, not that Don, Uncle Donnie was ever that sharp. I tell you what. Yeah, Uncle Donnie's probably needing to get um, put in the home. Probably. Probably needs a good fair amount of supervision. He's kind of a danger to himself and to others if he's kind of left to his own devices, you know. If 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 you give him too much kind of responsibility and stuff, he could he could cause a lot of harm. Donald Trump can, yeah. So shouldn't really be in any like position of power, like really of any kind, you know. That's just how did he get a security clearance? That's the other thing. I don't I don't. Do we need to make that part of the presidential thing? Must be able to pass a security clearance, you know, by standard protocol. If you can't pass a security, if you can't get a security clearance, you can't pass a basic background check. Like, well, then you can't have the job. If you have conflicts of interest, like Donald Trump owing over $400 million to who? and for what is something that we the people should have known about you know a while ago and uh, you know now there's some people that are coming out about the Mueller report kind of upset about how but I don't know I kind of wonder if I mean I don't know maybe, maybe it's just such an undertaking it's, it's a fine line that that Maybe that's another thing that needs to get fixed, though. There was a, you know, a team of lawyers and criminal investigators hired by the criminal justice system to invest, you know, hired by the government to investigate Trump. But then Trump also had the power to fire some of them at the same time. Very weird. You know, we probably give a little, we probably gave a little bit too much power to the president. And but this president is the first one where it's really kind of taking a bit of a toll, you know, because he's just using it 
to promote himself and his organization and to en enrich his company. So I'm hoping the, uh, the debate went well. I could watch just little snippets of it, but saw a few times where Trump's sort of childishness and unprofessional way of performing in a debate and it's this lack of understanding of how to talk about something for a few minutes and then let someone else talk and then respond. He, he just doesn't want to do that, you know. It, it's just, it's all about him. But, um, you know, I think I saw enough, you know, in just the small sample size, you know, I, I don't know why I was hoping for something that would be more, uh, you know, presidential. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that it might actually be, you know, something serious, like a debate you'd actually want your kids to watch or something, but no, it's this Trump reality show you know I'll give it to Biden he did, he did try to kind of stay on task but he did get kind of pulled into Trump's nonsense a few times you know I think the way is to just like if Trump's in Trump I'm talking right now or something you'll get your chance in a minute something like that like just talk to him directly and say it's not your turn yet you like directly or something like you're talking to a child that's really what he is he's a he's a 70 something year old child you know he he never learned how to be a person he he just never learned how to be like how to have empathy for others you know how to care about the world how to care about people beyond himself just, he he doesn't know how to do that and doesn't seem to have any inclination to do so he knows how to hire people to help him offset losses or, or, or to offset income that he's made and already spent on various toys and nonsense. And then to try to find a way to offset that spending with some kind of legitimate write-off of expense of some kind. Usually it's from poor management of various companies. Trump organization owns something like hundreds of different companies. Most of them are just, you know, they might just be a P.O. box somewhere, you know. It's, uh... I mean, what more do people need? I don't know. That small sample size I saw of the presidential debate tonight. I mean, I, I don't... Just that little bit, I, there was there was nothing there exhibited by Trump that was even remotely presidential in any way. It was it was it was just it's like that's the I guess that's the worry is when you get so far removed from like a, you know a decent person being in the presidency, you, you you like forget what it even looks and sounds like, you know, like Barack Obama was the president for eight years. I think we kind of took that for granted. We had a highly intel intelligent, ambitious, thoughtful person in the office for eight years. We, we don't have that right now. You know, it's been a grind, you know. 
It's just, we have the complete opposite. This sort of amoral, apathetic, unethical, unprepared dullard who was kind of a, just this kind of a carnival barker dipshit prior to becoming president. But The Apprentice, The Apprentice, you know, he played a successful businessman on a game show, on a, you know, quote-unquote reality show, and so people thought it was real. There's still people that think that reality shows are real. You know, it's a, they're game shows, you know, they're, But, you know, it it worked. You know, he, he made a ton of money. You know, over $400 million from licensing deals and other things by being the host of a game show. And you can do quite well if you're the host of a hit show. Especially if you want to license a bunch of stuff. But, uh, yeah, he licensed all kind of things. But all the things that he actually manages, they were all just hemorrhaging money. Uh, so, but are they really? That is the question. I think it's a thing of, like, where does the investment in Donald Trump come from? One of his sons earlier said, many years ago, said it was all from Russia. So is, is, is it all just Russian oligarchs, like, propping them up? Is it all, are all the Trump organization entities purely fronts for money laundering I mean is anything really even that would that even be that surprising you know what's shocking anymore nothing shocking nothing shocking so I guess I guess the thing is, like, what, what, what to do next? What happens next? You know, after this Trump shit show and effing when, you know, when we get through this, you know, hopefully it all works out in November. It's not like, I mean, I think if Biden gets elected, there is like a, oh, okay, gonna be able to move on from Trump, but his stench. And how he infected our government and our society over the last many decades. It's going to linger for a while. You know, he, he appointed three now. Two have already been confirmed. Supreme Court justices. He's had many, many other judges already confirmed. They're in the system. Trying cases right now. You know. Conservative. And again... Just refresh. A lot of times the news presents something, they'll, they'll, when they say conservative, they'll imply that it means pro-life, the abortion issue. Uh, but really, more specifically, and, and way beyond just the pro-life thing, it's more about corporate um, interests, you know, siding with corporations versus the individual. That's what a conservative judge does. Uh, con the word conservative means different things in different contexts. So, um, so he's going to have three, and, the, and they serve for life. And that law hasn't been changed yet. It's something we need to. We just haven't got around to it yet. We're a busy society. Got lots of things to do. You know, 
I think for most Americans, what would be ideal is if, regardless of party, whoever you elected, whoever it was that was in government, was, you know, looking after the interests of, you know, us, the, the people, as like a whole. So really just focusing primarily on things that affect the masses. Um, but they, that's just not, you know, the kind of, that's just not what happens, you know. Because there's all kinds of things that people can do to spin different messages at once and try to convince people to vote for them. Uh, you know, the Republican Party is the organization that represents the wealthy. And, the, I mean, this the Trump taxes thing just, just kind of crystallizes that even more. Donald Trump was the Republican Party's nomination. He was their nominee. Donald Trump. guy paid $750 total federal income tax. 2017. $750. 10 out of 15 years when he was bragging to the world about how wealthy he was. He paid zero dollars in taxes. But he is quite wealthy. That's the guy the Republican Party picked. I mean, they're just coming out with it. He is the Republican Party. He hasn't pulled the Republican Party in any weird direction or something. Because Donald Trump was so oafish and just such a goon and such a ridiculous clown, he appealed to certain working class folk. So the Republicans probably got a bunch of votes in 2016 that they probably wouldn't have. There's a bunch of people that registered as Republicans that maybe just never really participated before. They were real excited about Trump. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Republican establishment was like, wow, those guys actually want that guy? Right. Well, I mean, he, he'll definitely sign a tax cut for wealthy people's shit. Let's, let's, let's do it, man. You know? I mean, that, that's what they care about. You know, Trump was a big champion of being the, you know, on behalf fighting for working class and uh, and, and all that. Man of the people. What, what was one of the first legislations, tax bills that he signed? Early 2017. Gave a bunch of money to wealthy people, tax cut for wealthy, and a tax cut for corporations. Virtually zero benefit whatsoever to the regular mass working class people. None. And it was cause for celebration among the Republicans and Donald Trump. He was he was gloating about it. They were so proud that they signed this bill. I think that Paul Ryan was still in the House at the time. He was like, this, this is my crowning achievement as a House House Majority Leader, like, Speaker of the House. Yeah, fuck off. It's just, just a bunch of douchebags. You know, it's it's like, if, if you're going to go to government, well, you might as well do the do the job. But what they do is they spend their, all, their whole time figuring how, how can we manipulate the system to make it cater to a very specific group of people. Let's make sure there's people that already has the most, that already has the most affluence, the most discretionary income, the most power. Let's find a way to give them more. And that's it. And that's what they do. And they're one of the two options. And 
in 2016 just to become a little bit more bold about it and to a little bit a little bit more upfront and in your face about who it is that they truly are the Republican Party nominated Donald Trump famous con man famous grifter you know it's like the Republican Party establishment was just daring working-class conservatives to vote something someone else you know you guys are gonna vote for Donald Trump and you're gonna you're gonna like it do it and you know this is who we're going with maybe they thought he would be easy to control or something and maybe they just thought they could uh, I think what it is is I think some opportunistic conservatives believe that if they kind of kowtow to Trump give him praise and compliments he'll let leave them to their own devices so they can go off and do their own thing in government however they want to do it and he won't really be watching them much because he, he you know he's not really going to be managing anything um but i think you know some that maybe had the best intentions the best sort of opportunistic intentions um probably came to realize that yeah he, he he just wasn't suited for the job and probably had very real conflicts of interests and and uh, just a, a lacking a capacity to do the job and to any efficiency at any level you know that's just not what he is so I don't know it'd, it'd be cool to get our country back to a point where you know a country could actually have a, a proper presidential debate you know, it's uh, this this is two presidential terms in a row now, where the, there's not really a debate, there's not really a proper discussion of the issues in an intelligent way. You know, we're trying to be president of the United States, but maybe that's just it. Maybe we were full of ourselves. Maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Maybe we're not as smart as we thought we were. Maybe Donald Trump does represent us. I mean, he is the president now, you know, like, we're clearly not that great of a country if we can elect Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's about as bad as you get, you know, pretty obviously and clearly so, and that's a, then that's the thing, it's like when people start defending him, it, it only makes them look bad, you know, I'm not going to get angry if you, you start yelling and screaming about how much you love Trump and how much you hate whoever. Okay, <laughs> you know, it, that's disappointing to hear you say that, but it, yeah, it's not going to get me mad. It's more just kind of disappointing, you know, like if you're an adult, you know, you've been caught, taught a certain code of ethics, treat others with respect, have empathy for others, you know, be honest and trustworthy and all those kind of things. Things you kind of learn either going to church or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or whatever. And just, you know, things you probably learn from your parents and elders. Just kind of how to be a, a good, decent person. You know. Trump doesn't exhibit any of those. He, he just doesn't have them. They're just not. Just not there. You know. I don't, I don't, so it's just disappointing that there's still, seems like a decent contingency that still digs him.
And what, what is it going to take? I really don't know. But hopefully more people read the New York Times articles. And uh, hopefully... Yeah. It would just be nice for some kind of... Because there, there is no smoking gun. But, but... With the Trump thing. You know, it's more like... We've we've been watching him set fires to buildings or something, and it's all on camera, and it's been going on for decades. And um, but there was like, or, or, you know, and that's it. But maybe there's like some disagreement on on the number of houses or some or what type of fuel was used. You know, but every you know. It's all out there, you know. Like the text article about the text turns, it fine tunes the picture, but it's, you know, it's not shocking, you know. It 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 kind of clarifies what was already suspected and known. And it's like, oh yeah, that that sounds about right, you know. I mean, it's still a little shocking when you actually see, yeah, ten out of fifteen years, nothing, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I want to, I want our country to be able to move forward, you know, because the coronavirus response is still neglectful at best. Um, you know, there's just too many people that have left us this year, American citizens that are now the late. Um, you know, and it didn't have to be that many, you know, pandemic hits, you get warning of it, you act fast, yet there might, there might still be some casualties, but if you act fast and promptly, there'll be minimal, you know, you give a steady, constant reassuring message of what to do and you give that message every single day over and over every morning here's the update here's the tone of the case campaign Fweeds has done that again this is what you need to do it everyone please wear your mask six feet of social social distancing and you just you just remind people every single day you, you say if everyone does this we'll, we'll we'll get through it and that's it that's all he had to do it's all he had to do it's all he had to do Everyone, make sure you put on your mask. Practice social distancing. If we all do this, we'll get through this all together and it will be over very soon. That's it. That, that's all he had to do. Amazing thing enough. He's worried about his political future. Okay. So handle situations that arrive and handle them in a promptly presidential manner so that people can see how you act in the moment you know when lives are on the line what do you do he, he he tried to make it go away by pretending it wasn't as bad as it was later he said he didn't want to cause panic well he created confusion and misinformation and uh, there had been also some
very bad timing on the cuts to funding of the CDC all back and kind of reorienting the staff and stuff like that and you know that's it's like he's just that's it's like he's doing as much as he can to benefit the interest of other places any other place besides the US so I'm sticking with my same goal on November 2nd a bunch of people vote a bunch of people start mailing in their votes early some have already started and over the next few months we start getting mail-in votes so what would help Trump not pretend like he's winning on election day is if a lot of those mail-in votes do get in and get in early and they start getting counted early if he never has a lead at any point that's going to make him difficult. It's going to make it difficult for him to pretend like he, there was all of a sudden this surge in vote because that might be what happens. You know, maybe a bunch of early voters start tallying, and so the bunch of votes go Biden, and then on election night, you know, there's a bit of a surge. Trump starts seeing a surge, but then it never really gets more than what Biden's already at, and then a few days later, the rest of the mail-in votes get tallied, all of which is fine taking a few days to tally the votes that's a-okay no worries there's no reason to panic if a, a if a winner isn't announced election night it's it's totally unnecessary for it to be announced on that specific day inauguration day is not till february so no biggie trump can huff and puff and try to do stuff but he's gotta he's gotta be uh he's gotta be careful because um yeah, there's a lot in government that are kind of like the letter of the law. So if he starts messing with that, or trying to, if he actually tries to go through with throwing out ballots or something like that, or worse, if it comes to be that he definitely loses and he loses badly and there's no case in trying to overturn it, but he spends three months just saying, I'm not going to leave, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. When it's time for him to leave, he's going to be leaving. <laughs> I think he's going to be up for a rude awakening. Like, when he's no longer the commander-in-chief, he's no longer the commander-in-chief. He's a former president. You know, it's kind of... It, as soon as that his tenure comes to an end, it comes to an end. He doesn't really get to refuse to leave. Um... And I, and I think he's sorely mistaken if he thinks the United States military is, is going to, you, you know, turn their back on their country and their code and their duty to country, honor, and go with him or something like they do in Banana Republic sometimes. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. So certain check respect for order and chain of command and all that. So on the night of inauguration day that you know, Trump no longer has his powers, you know, if indeed he loses in November the election. So he won't have that power. He, he can think that he can try to hold on to it, but it, it, it's, it, it, it won't. It's not going to happen. And, uh, but who knows what's going on inside Trump, Trump's mind. I mean, what, who knows what kind of crazy sort of schemes he's trying to 
because I mean he is he's cornered right now. You know he he took he 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 went too far. You know he he was not a legitimate businessman. He he took it he took it even further. You know he he was a con man of the business world, but he tried to use all that fame that he had to try to become an actual legitimate leader of a country. You know, with very real responsibility and power. You know, and uh, you know, obviously way over his head. That that's something that is exponentially out outside of his, you know, range of skill sets. That you know, <laughs> running a country, being responsible for other people's lives. That's just not something that Trump Trump has done really ever, and. Um, got exposed pretty badly over these four years. He was just a, a, a kind of an annoying celebrity previous who would, you know, would just kind of appear on TV. Sometimes he'd appear on a show, talk show that you'd normally like, but then he comes on and it's like, oh, I guess I'm not watching that tonight. You know, it's like, I, I never understood why talk shows would bring him on. You know, he was just such an uninteresting, just, boring person but he was famous you know it's like why are we supposed to give a shit but maybe maybe just maybe we're inching closer to an awakening you know maybe just maybe might be a naive hope but I think we're inching closer to some kind of collective kind of getting it of those that have been supporting him a collective kind of Oh, uh, well, uh, just some kind of, like, waves of maybe, it'll be like remorse, embarrassment, what have you. Um, but, yeah, they'll, how public they'll be, I don't know, you know. But I think we're going to start seeing some dwindling crowds here soon. Um... No, they might, out of just sheer whatever, there might be like a spike in, like, try to force the issue, just to like really get super energetic, just to, you know, because you can feel like a palpable deflating energy of that, mag like, there's no, like, how do they, they are the vocal minority, though. You know, not the silent majority. MAGA is the vocal minority. And they are very vocal. They're very proud of what they do. But I think, slowly but surely, some of them, over these next few weeks and months, and hopefully a good portion of before the election, are going to start realizing, finally, you know, who it is that Trump is. What it is that he represents. And sure as heck ain't Christian values or family values. It's... Trump. That's what Trump represents. He re represents Trump. He represents creating laws and doing political actions and sets that benefit Trump. <clears throat> and that's it. You know? Trump cares about himself. He's, a, he's president so that he can create fame for himself, which will help him promote his companies. And that's it.
He has no concern for the working class people. He's not going to be doing any, creating any legislation to make working class lives better. Uh, no. Stop watching Fox News if you're, you know, trying to come up with objections or something. It's like, no. It's, there's no there there, you know. Whether it's talking about some kind of trade agreement or the building of a wall or whatever sort of talking point you have that Fox News has been telling you it sh that like proves how great Donald Trump is doing it's I'm sorry that it, it's all bullshit no you know he he, he has no business being a, a president and no he's not he's not doing anything good no he's not carrying himself with any level of honor or integrity his number of lies is at some crazy number now and he's been invading his taxes, not because he's smart, but because he's evading them. And also because he's a poor manager of companies. And also because he may very well be purposely losing money just to not have to pay taxes. And he's been doing it for decades. So, there's really no need or reason or justification to vote for a scoundrel like that. If you don't like Joe Biden and you just can't vote for him, if you lean right, well, that then okay, that makes sense. You know, you don't like Joe Biden because, well, because he has a D next to his name. That's that, that's main reason why. But um, if you le lean right, tend to vote Republican. But you're finally starting to realize that Trump is, bah, not not so good. You don't have to vote Joe Biden. You can always go Libertarian. That's the sort of other sort of conservative option. Minimal government intervention in the economy and minimal taxes. It's kind of their their kind of their primary talking points. Green Party tends to be more focused on leftist issues, a lot of environmental issues and such like that. So probably a little bit more of a reach if you're a Republican to go green, but um, I think uh, in this election if you lean left generally Go Democrat. That's what I'm doing. I'm going Democrat. I'm not fucking around with any Green Party. I'm not taking any chances. On, on down ballot ticket, which means like local races and such. Probably. You know. Yeah. Probably find a way to vote for some Green Party. At least some, some progressive as much as possible. Sometimes you just aren't in certain positions. But. Yeah, hopefully we're winding down the last few weeks of the Trump madness. Of course, even if he loses, there'll still be a few months, but it might, it'll feel different, hopefully. Maybe we'll have a good Christmas this year. And maybe uh, we'll start rebounding out of this corona and the future will look bright again. Just maybe. Just maybe. Well, anyway, make sure you're registered. Practice social distancing, wear your mask in public, six feet social distancing. Be safe. God bless. This is Gary, thinking out loud.